Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. Because friends, let me remind you of something. If God is asking you to go through it, he will absolutely equip you to do it. Thanks for listening today. You are listening to episode 54. Hey friends, I am so excited that you decided to listen to this episode. In today's podcast episode, I interview my friend Erica Cambitz. Erica is a part-time staff member at Three Creeks Church in Gahanna, Ohio, and she's a full-time student in seminary. I am so pumped for you to hear the courageous story of how she has just time after time lived out her faith and followed God's call in her life. And she hasn't done it perfectly, none of us have, but I know that her story will inspire you. And you know, Erica and I have not been friends for that long. In fact, a couple of years ago, in some desperation for wanting to just connect locally with some women in ministry, and especially women in church planting, I emailed her (laughs) and she emailed me back rather quickly and I knew right away we were going to be great friends. It's one of those relationships where you know God just totally ordained it. It's one of those iron sharpens iron type of relationships and I am so grateful to have her in my life. So here you are. Here is my interview with Erica. Well, hello, Erica. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, Welcome to Gathered Courage. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. I let the audience know a little bit before this in the intro how I know you and things like that, but I'd like some from your own mouth, uh, just things about you, kind of that 10,000 foot overview. Who are you? What do you want us to know about you? Uh, kind of situation, which I know can be a scary question for some, but um, take it away and don't be too scared about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not scared at all. I think from a 10,000 foot view, so this is great. Um, I, if I had to say like b- biggest things about me, I love Jesus. I love my family. I'm a total kid at heart and I'm a super nerd. I feel like that sums me up pretty well, actually. Actually, I think so. <laughs> That's awesome. Who Who is your family? Would you like describe as your sure. family? Um, so, well, there's my, you know, my given family, but then I have a handful of friends that have become like family too. So yeah. um, I have a brother who lives here in Columbus and his nice. name's James. And then my mm-hmm. sister and her family live in South Carolina, which is where my parents live now too. And yes. Justin and CJ have two kids and they are a blast and a half. I love them. Um, Isn't it great to be an aunt? Oh, I love being it an It is aunt. really fun. It's really, it's, I'm like, I get to play with them and then give them back at the end of the day. It's the best exactly. of both worlds. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, they're really fun. But then I have like a handful of, um, well, and now I'm not used to this, but now I have um, my in-laws, all of the Cambit side. So that's really yes. fun to have more sisters. And I love my mother-in-law and father-in-law. They're awesome. Yes. Um, and how long have yeah. you guys been married? We have been married just a little, oh gosh, now I have to do math. Um, we got married <laughs> last August, so it's been a little over a year. But oh, we joke that so- most of our marriage has been in quarantine. So yeah. <laughs> We chose well. I never, <laughs> I never thought about that, but it really has been. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like, man, getting into the fire right away in that first year. (laughs) Seriously. I'm really glad we didn't push it back anymore either because I had a lot of friends who had to cancel or postpone or do interesting COVID weddings. So we made it just in the nick of time. Oh, man. Oh, man. Lucky, lucky. Yes. Yes. So with the title of my show, Gathered Courage, I want to know from you, like, let's just kind of start with the basics. What do you think um, makes a person courageous? Mm, That's a great question. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I I don't know if I would have said this before, but looking back on my Mm -hmm. life, I think that someone who's courageous has to be a risk taker because... Mm -hmm. I I think that being courageous means that you step into something where the results aren't guaranteed or known. And so you're risking failure or you're risking disappointment or you're risking something like not going anywhere, like not taking off. And um, I think those things are scary, but I think, yeah, that being a courageous person means that you're willing to take risks and regardless of the outcome that you're going to continue continue forward in faith. Yeah. Yeah. Risk taking faith, um, that yeah, doing something even without knowing (laughs) what you're doing or the results of what you're doing. So good. I agree with that. And I think that that is something that is really hard for people, um, pointing Mm -hmm. to myself and included in that people statement, but you know, I still see it. If I, if I look for it, I see it. Where have Mm -hmm. you seen, um, courage around you lately. Yeah, man, I feel like 2020 has been the year of stealing ourselves and gathering our courage. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have, I have some friends of color that I think have just been so courageous this year in stepping out and sharing their heart and how things have impacted them. Um, I have my sister quit her job of seven years to stay home and homeschool her kids. And that was a, it was a big decision for them to make uh, before the school year started. And it's, it's paid off. It's been great, but she had no idea, you know, what the school year was going to look like for them in August. Um, even watching my parents, my dad has stage four prostate cancer and Mm. I feel like that's a constant need for courage. Um, mm-hmm. looking at different treatment options and they recently just turned down like an experimental treatment option because mm-hmm. they said, well, like that was a risk they weren't willing to take, but they're also yeah. trying to, to look at other options and just continue praying that God is going to, yeah. is going to work there too. So, and even my brother works in the restaurant industry and uh, oh. this year has been particularly hard for them and coming back yeah. from vacation, he thought, man, if we have another shutdown, I have to find another job. Like I can't, I can't do this again. And just seeing him continue to be like, well, for now, this is what's in front of me. So I'm going to keep going to work and, and keep doing my best. So, wow. Yeah. Those are, those are such great examples of your definition of that idea of taking risks without, Mm. without knowing, um, you know, having all the the knowledge of what could happen with it, but then also just faith, like with your dad and, and their decision, um, to to continue not to go in the trion, to continue to search and knowing that God is um, is their hope and their their uh, 
that he he's in control of that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What good examples. Thank you so much for sharing those. Let's get though into specifics um, about you, <laughs> you personally. Mm-hmm. I know I just, I remember specifically sitting at Max and Irma's which is closed now, by the way. Oh, um, Rip Max and Irma's. <laughs> I know, I can't get the, the, that chicken tortilla soup, cheesy soup. Oh, it's like, that. that's, that's what dreams are made of right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I specifically remember sitting there with you and just hearing your story. And I particularly love hearing about the way that you gathered your courage during a time where Um, you were trying to decide what career path you would Mm. take. So can you describe a little bit for us how you navigated that and, um, and then weave in there just any thoughts you have on, on, on what courage looked like during that time in your life? Yeah. Well, it's always easy in retrospect to say, well, that was really courageous. But the reality is I feel like it was more kicking and screaming and weeping and gnashing of teeth that I fought with the Lord. So um, so (laughs) disclaimer, if you're going to do courageous things, sometimes the Lord works on your heart a great deal. Um, Yeah, it started. So I studied chemical engineering in college and I was involved with crew campus crusade for Christ. And Mm -hmm. I, I started leading an engineering Bible study with a handful of other engineers and the Lord really just put engineering students on my heart. And I always Mm -hmm. thought it was because I was around them all the time. And I began praying that God would bring someone on staff with crew who had an engineering background. Mm -hmm. Um, and the more I prayed, the more I felt like God was saying like, Hey, this is you, which I would always respond. No, you're supposed to bring someone from like another, like another state to the school. Like I'm not doing this. I have my own plans, Lord. So, um, it took, yeah, I mean, it's, and this is a very truncated version, but I, I had an internship with Nestle lined up and it's funny because sometimes I look back and think, man, what would my life look like if I had taken that internship and, you know, worked my way up the ranks and I could be working in Switzerland right now if I really wanted to. But um, God eventually led me to give my internship with Nestle back, which was one of the most humbling things I've ever done, to call a recruiter and say, I know I've accepted this, but I actually want to give it back in case there's someone else you guys would rather extend it to because I'm going to go on a summer long missions trip instead. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was, and I had to raise money for that. And the cool thing was that God, like it was, it was a huge, huge step of faith. I mean, it was talk about like financial and feeling like I was burning bridges and, um, I ended up getting a different engineering internship in Chicago, which is where the summer mission was with crew. Mm -hmm. And through that, I, I felt like it was, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, God really knows us better than we know ourselves. But mm. I, I, I needed to have the contrast of ministry next to an engineering career so that hmm. I could see. Because I remember, I remember saying to someone like, man, like engineering work is really fun and I love this. But compared to ministry, it feels like. Hold on for a second. I love that statement because that is so not me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that particular job was really boring. But when I worked at Anheuser-Busch, it was a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun. 
yeah. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's such a very, I feel like that's such a very specific niche, but like you might say the same thing for someone who's like, I love teaching three-year-olds, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, this (laughs) is true. Anyway. Okay. I'm sorry. Totally interrupted you. No, that's totally fine. (laughs) You can interrupt me anytime, Carrie, you know, I can talk. Oh man. I love it. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) But so, yeah, so it was kind of cool to have, you know, I would work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at at FMC. And then on Wednesdays, I would get to go onto UIC's campus and do ministry all day long. And I remember saying to someone, it feels like ministry feels like technicolor and engineering is black and white. Like it just Mm. feels like there's so much more vibrancy there. And I feel like I come alive and I loved, you know, I loved talking with students who were like, oh, Christians are dumb. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, no, actually, some no. of us have brains, too, you know. So yes. it it was really cool to see. I mean, fast forward, I ended up finishing my degree in engineering and then went on to be on staff with crew for five years, um, yeah. which, I mean, even that process of raising support for a year. And mm-hmm. I got more engineering offers during that year of raising support than I did, wow. like, all of my internships, you know, combined. Um, Wow. Which, which was hard. That was, I remember thinking like, I could so easily go do this and I know I'm good at it and I know I would enjoy it, but I don't feel like that's what God is calling me to. And yeah, I mean, that was, that was really refining, but it was cool to see how God used that platform to minister to students in a really unique way too. Yeah. And so how did you do that? How would you say like looking back and not just taking maybe the the easier route, right? I, accepting a job is easier than raising funds, at least in my head it is anyway. Oh, for sure. Um yeah, how did you how did you go about just um continuing to stay on that path rather than maybe giving in or choosing mm. the, the other direction? Yeah. Um my friend Laura, mm. she, who was my mentor, she would always mm-hmm. say, never question in the dark the decisions you made in the light. And oh, I feel like that good. that has become one of my mantras because yeah. I know, like, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was, like, past the point of no return. You know, like, God had yeah. done so many things that I couldn't, I couldn't explain otherwise in my life. And... Um, I just, I felt, I felt very, um, at least in my initial calling, I felt very secure and very sure of that. So I think in the moments where I was doubting, I had to go back and say, okay, I knew for like beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is what the Lord called me to then, even though I'm doubting it now, I made Mm. this decision in the light and I'm going to. I'm going to cling to the faith that Erica had six months ago rather than the yeah. Erica, the faith that Erica has right now, you know? Yeah. So, oh, that's, and I think also, that's beautiful. Oh, love thanks. that. Go ahead. I, <laughs> yeah. I think also, I mean, this is kind of some of my, I'll get to this more later, but I also mm-hmm. remember thinking like the, the moments of faithfulness that God does when he does things in our lives I like to think of those as these like signposts or landmarks in our spiritual journey where we can look back on those as a gift and say, okay, he was faithful Mm -hmm. then. 
And mm. he, if he is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow, then he's going to keep doing those things in my life, even if I don't feel yeah. like it right now. So yeah. that helped me to look forward to say, okay, if God acted mm-hmm. like this before, he's probably right. going to do it again. And yeah. I can look, I can bank on that moving forward. So, yeah. oh, that's awesome. That is so great. That is so great. So you, you go on to um, crew for five years. You're part of that great campus ministry mm-hmm. and building your leadership skills and, and things like that. Let's uh, fast forward a little bit to um, when you decided to uh, take on full-time ministry in a church plant of all places. Like we're crazy, Erica. Who, who does that? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you do it when you're feeling, when, when God calls you to, and it's, it is beautiful, but it is a little bit wild and a little bit of a niche. So tell me more about that. Yeah. Oh man. Talk about another humbling experience. Um, sure. have you ever heard, this is maybe a weird Christian-y phrase, but when people talk about like being a living sacrifice, um, yeah. and people say like, well, the problem with a living sacrifice is that it can crawl off the altar. Have you heard that before? <laughs> I have, yes. Which always gives me a really funny image in my head. <laughs> right? But I like, I feel like I experienced that with, um, mm. with engineering. Like I felt like it was this thing that I was like, okay, God, I'm putting yeah. this, like, I'm putting this at your feet. I'm trusting that if this is something you ever want me to pick up again, you'll make it sure. happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that. So, so I, I really thought, I mean, I genuinely thought that God was calling me back into engineering. And so I started looking for engineering jobs and, um, just had a very sobering, humbling experience with that. And Mm. Joel approached me like out of the blue and (laughs) he was like, Hey, you want to catch up tomorrow? This was before three creeks, I think was, no, we were officially a church at that point in time. Mm. Um, and I was like, yeah, he probably wants to offer me a job, like in like joking. And I said that and he was like, my jaw hit the floor when I read your text message. And I was like, oh, wait, why? <laughs> so, so I met with him and he was like, it's funny. I actually do want to offer you a job. I know it's not engineering, but um, I, you know, I had that moment where I thought, okay, God, I've been praying that you would provide. And I feel like my time with crew has come to a close. It was fantastic. Like I had the time of my life on staff with crew. I just, I felt like God was saying like, okay, the next, this is whatever's next. I want you to be prepared for. Yeah. And so I, I just remember praying like, is this it? Like, is this really what you have next for me, God? Um, and, and Joel was well aware of, of my decision and what I was wanting to do. And so he said, Hey, you know what? If, if I hear of any engineering offers, well, during this time that we're praying, like we prayed about it for about a month, I think. Nice. Um, and he even passed along some jobs to me during that time too. He was like, I just want to be faithful. Awesome. Like if, if God's yeah. calling you to that, like I want to do that. Um, so yeah. long story short, the praying through all of that was again, I feel like painful, but it was also mm-hmm. a good reminder that God's like, Hey, like I, I'm in control. And yeah. Again, it's like he he made it pretty obvious, like, this is what I have in store for you, because I wasn't even looking for it. Um, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was That's... what led me to stay in full-time ministry, but to do it in a church context instead of in a... a campus ministry. So Yes, yes, in a, yeah, in a full-time, yeah, the church. And you did, 
uh, full-time ministry, but you, you broke up your time between doing some admin things as well as kids ministry. Um, and, um, with that, you know, filled whatever time things that <laughs> your contract stated, um, for yeah. your, yep. for your full-time ministry. Um, and then, Okay, let's keep going here because this is just, I love your story because then you begin to just continue. And this is what I see in you, Erica, just this continued surrender to God, even mm. in the painful times. And um, not that this last step was super painful or, 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 or traumatic in any way, but it definitely, uh, God has asked you once again to kind of head to a different direction. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, so I'm not, I'm not leaving anyone like waiting. I'm, I'm currently enrolled in seminary. Um, and I stepped down to part-time, uh, part-time staff at the church. So I'm just doing admin now, but, uh, gosh, I don't even know where to start. So it's cool. Cause again, when I look back, I can see God kind of placing these, I don't know, yeah. I think of them as like little nuggets along the way, yeah, but yeah, just like this desire in my heart to teach and yes. that's looked really different all throughout my life. Like when I was younger, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. And then I yeah. tutored a bunch of kids in, in high school and I thought, I don't know if I want to do that. And then when I was in engineering, I was a, a lab uh, assistant and mm -hmm. graded lab reports and thought, oh, maybe I could do, I could be a professor. And so actually, um, if we back up a little bit before I left staff, I had looked at going into an engineering education program that Ohio State mm -hmm. was developing at the time and was working on getting accredited. And nice. a professor, a Christian professor who I love and um, worked with us a lot for the engineering ministry actually reached mm -hmm. out and said, hey, you, you would actually be really good at this. Do you want to apply? Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. maybe. So I was looking at that mm -hmm. point in time, I was actually looking at getting a PhD to do engineering education. Um, but the more I prayed about that, the more I was like, ah, I don't know if this is the thing. Like, I don't know if this is it. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I kind of kept praying about it and it was, it was around this time last year, actually, I think that mm -hmm. I thought, what if I went to seminary, which when mm -hmm. I was on staff with crew, I got to take a few seminary classes. And I remember mm -hmm. that summer thinking like, this would be so much fun to teach. But at the time I was like, no, I'm going on, I'm going on staff and I want to go lead Bible studies and outreaches and missions trips. Like this is what I want to do. Right. And so um, just kind of tucked that away, I think in the back of my mind, but I feel like mm -hmm. it's something that God really stirred up in me recently of mm -hmm. just getting to teach more. So, um, so that's when I decided to do the podcast last year, actually, I was like, well, yes. why don't I just yeah. start podcasting and see if I really yeah. enjoy doing that, digging into stuff more and just asking more questions and sharing, you know, what I think about the scriptures, what I've learned about the scriptures. And mm -hmm. I loved it. I just had a blast. Yeah. So um, that kind of prompted it. And, and again, that was scary because we had literally just paid off my student loans from undergraduate. I was like, I do yeah. not want to take on more student oh. debt. This is outrageous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even have that much. I just, you know, poor missionary yeah, salary doesn't get you very far. <laughs> true it's true <laughs> yeah so so anyway so it's I mean it's I could probably talk for a while about what that journey has been like but um so funny enough I think COVID maybe mm. sped up that process um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I feel like the beginning of COVID God was 
really refining and kind of reorienting priorities in my life. And so it just made me take a really good hard look at like, okay, he's given me these gifts and I want to use them and I can use them. It just means I have to take another step of faith and step into the unknown and try it and kind of see where it takes me. So, Mm -hmm. so that's where I am now as I'm, uh, I'm deep into seminary and I am loving it. And (laughs) what's really fun is I feel like, uh, I feel like seminary has like, I, I feel this sounds so nerdy and so bizarre, but I kind of feel like at home, like I feel like for the first time, my, my engineering background and my desire to learn and study the Bible and to share that with people has found like a union. And it's like, there's always been like this part of me that's felt like an oddball in ministry. Like, but I have a big brain and I'm like a super nerd. And what do I do with this? You know, Um, not in a prideful way, but like, I want to, I want to honor the Lord with what he's given me and, and steward my gifts well. So yeah. yeah. So it's been really fun because I just feel like, I think I was made to do this. Like, I feel like yeah. I found my thing. And that's been, and not that I haven't felt like I've been, I've found a lot of enjoyment in mm-hmm. all of the other mm-hmm. things that I've done in my life. Not yeah. to say that those things yeah. haven't brought me joy and that I haven't right. um, been fulfilled in them. It just is, yeah. it's just yeah. a new level. So yeah. 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 Pretty and cool. those were yeah, very cool. And I, I feel like every little step, it's like, um, similar with my story, everything that I've done where I've just been like, it's, it's good, but it's not quite exactly where I, what I feel like God is asking me to do. It was, but it was a necessary stepping stone that, that God put in Mm. in my life or your life that, that really helps to the big picture to unfold. And, and I truly believe that he works in that way. Um, and I've seen that in your life and in others' lives. And I thank you so much for sharing, for sharing those pieces of that story. And I love your honesty of, you know, at the time it didn't always look courageous. (laughs) Um, I I can completely, um, agree with that. Courage doesn't always feel like courage, um, Mm -mm. in the moment that you're doing it, but but to be able to look back on it, that gift of retrospect <laughs> mm-hmm. um, can be such a good, good gift to unwrap and really see, see where you had more courage than you thought you had, or you took hmm. steps of courage that you didn't see at the time as that in that light or with that perspective. So thank you again for sharing, for sharing that story. Yeah. Thanks for your encouragement too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know uh, that anyone is always courageous, uh, Mm. similar to what we were just saying that, you know, at the time you necessarily don't see it that way. So if you could give any specific advice and you mentioned a couple things already, but I hope that you'll dive into those a little bit more. What would you say, you know, when courage is hard to come by, when you are feeling like you're Mm. doing things kicking and screaming, um, or that you're clinging, you know, to Jesus and to God's promises, um, and you're not feeling super courageous, what advice would you give to someone, um, to help see what they're doing as courageous or take some courageous steps that they might afraid to be afraid to do otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I'll, I'll list a couple things and then yeah. I'll expand upon those a little bit more so I don't get lost. Sure. So yeah. um, pray, spend mm-hmm. a lot of time with Jesus and specifically focus on stories in the Bible where he called people to do scary things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll unpack those a little bit more. I think yeah. prayer is, it's such a, it, it feels like a Christian, like it feels like Christian, like water bottles, like that, ah, that we're going to skip them out left and right. Like you just go pray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't mean that in a cheap way because I think that yeah. the reality yeah. of prayer is that it can be really gritty and honest before yeah. the Lord. And, yeah. um, it took me a long time to figure that out, but I think that what's great about when you're, when you're facing, when you're facing something that's scary or you feel like you don't have enough fill in the blank, grace, compassion, strength, stamina, whatever the reality is you don't. And so the moment we can recognize that is the moment that we can begin to pray and we can say, okay, God, I don't have this in my own capacity and I need you. And he loves that because he's like, great, hooray, I get to step in and like help, which he wants to do in our lives. So I think that those are the moments where we can really deepen our own intimacy and dependence upon God and he gets to show up and do things that we really, we really can't take credit for. So it's always really funny when people are like, wow, like you're so courageous. I'm like, no, the Lord is just like really good in my life. And (laughs) I, I just want to posture myself so that he can continue to work. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think just like recognizing our own weakness, um, Mm. and inviting God into that space can do a lot of really cool things in our own hearts. Um, and that, I mean, that kind of involves spending time with Jesus, but I think looking at his humanity and understanding that he, he gets what it's like to be human. He, he entered into this messy world. He understands what it's like to be tempted. He understands what it's like to feel pain and who, who better to talk to than the God of the universe who also understands the, all of the intricacies of being human. So, um, yeah, spending time with Jesus in the scriptures and and reading about him and how he, um, how he dealt with some of those things himself. And then, um, the last one, just like spending time reading stories about how God has called people in really hard situations. Like I love, Mm -hmm. I love reading the story of Abraham and Isaac when, when God, Mm -hmm. when you feel like God's calling you to put something, you know, put something at his feet, that you're like, wait a minute, didn't you just give this yeah. to me? I don't want to give this up. It's like, or this is well, like a really good thing, Lord. Like, right. yeah, you gave this to me. It's a really good thing. And now you're saying give it up. Like, cool. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. 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 Or I think about um, the woman who poured the perfume on Jesus's feet and yeah. like that those things that sometimes feel, because I had a lot of people, you know, when I left engineering say like, what a waste. Why would you mm. throw that away? And I had a friend who like reminded me of this woman who it was lavish and extravagant and in the eyes of the world, it was foolish to, to, you know, quote unquote, waste something like that in, in worship and adoration of Jesus. But he loves that and he honors that in our lives. And so I think that reading those stories bolsters Mm -hmm. my faith and gives me courage to say, okay, they've done it. And they're recorded in the Bible. I may not be recorded in the Bible. No one may even know about this, but like between me and Jesus, like I want, I want to honor him in the same way. So. Yeah. 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 Love that. Those are great, great examples. 
uh, great pieces of advice. And I, and I think that uh, an extension of that is, is what I'm trying to accomplish a little bit here by adding in interviews to my podcast of Gathered Courage, because I know that the stories of other people can be such a catalyst and powerful influence mm. for others to live out their own stories. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I'm not, this podcast isn't the Bible, but, but, <laughs> but like, you know, Abraham and Isaac and like, you know, the woman pouring the perfume on Jesus's feet. Um, I know that the stories of you and others are just going to help others, uh, be, be courageous and, and mm. take those leaps of faith, steps of faith and, and do things that they may not otherwise have done. Um, so yeah, that's wonderful. Can you get practical for me? <laughs> Can you get like, you say, pray, read the scriptures, or maybe you have something else. What are some really like here, uh, is something that I do maybe a practice you do or a routine you have that really helps you feel like, um, you can be courageous, um, and that you can, you know, t- take a risk or yeah. be faithful to God. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like I mentioned before, when I was, when I was joining staff with crew, yeah. I just was reminded of all the ways that God has worked in my life and yeah. was able to look back on those and then remind myself like, okay, this is his character. This is who he is. He'll keep being yeah. like this in my life. So, mm-hmm. but one of the ways I do that is by journaling. And yeah. I I know some people are like, eh, I'm not really big into journaling, but then, so if maybe, you know, you don't have to do it all the time. Sometimes right. I literally will go back through my journals and it's like, they are months in between or right. at certain points in time in my life, I've journaled multiple times a day. So it's like, right. do you right. just do you? Um, yeah. But yeah. you could even just make a list, like start thinking. Yeah. And the more you think, the more you'll be like, huh, okay. I have yeah. seen God do that. Like one yes. of my friends and I were talking about seeing God answer prayers. Mm-hmm. And well, or what, what I like to say is when God says yes to our prayers, because he mm. always answers them. It's just usually when he says sure. no, that we don't think. Right. Yeah. So, Love that. Um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just listing like ways that you've seen God be faithful or mm-hmm. things that like have happened in your life where you're like, oh, that was totally yeah. something God did. I, I cannot take credit for that. And right. then just thank it, like practicing thanking God for doing those things yeah. and then reminding yourself of the reality that he is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. And so yeah. if he has been faithful, then he will continue to be faithful despite yeah. our situation. Um, yeah. I think that's been really, yeah. and, and it's, so it's fun cause sometimes I'll go back and read different journals, um, mm-hmm. for different times in my life and just be like, sometimes they're laughable, but other times it's really cool <laughs> to see, you know what I mean? So it's really yeah. cool to see how God answers prayer that we, we forgot we even asked, but if we, if we right. record those things then it's like, yes. Oh yeah, he did do that. So yes. yeah, I think that's, that's one thing that I think definitely helps. And then. I think the other thing um, that I I don't always do well, but I think that I there was a period in my in my life I think in college where I did this really really well, and I think it helped mm-hmm. lay a cool foundation of just uh, reminding ourselves how God sees us, mm-hmm. and of like the incredible value we have in His eyes, and not again not like a well God loves you and you're special, but like no really like 
nothing can separate you from the love of God. And he sees you as pure and blameless and Mm -hmm. beautiful and wonderful. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you any less or love you any more. And the greatest gift that you'll ever receive, the salvation of Jesus, is something that can't be taken away from you. So the worst thing that could ever happen, like that's already been removed in your life. So I think when we can remind ourselves of how God sees us and of the incredible value that we have because of him, then everything else kind of just pales in comparison, right? Like, well, I guess it's okay if I fail because – I have incredible worth in the Lord's eyes or it's okay if I let that person down because God's really proud of me no matter what I do, you know? So, right. Yeah. Love that. That makes me think, I don't, I think this video is, it's a super old video and it's, it went around on social media. I, I mean, like probably literally five years ago, but there's this little girl standing in front of the mirror and she's like, affirmations with Jessica. Up. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I am kind. I am yes. awesome. <laughs> I love That's my whole house. <laughs> I, love, I love that video. It makes me so happy. Yes. But there's so much power in that. Oh, so much power in that. And that could be, you know, to take it back to even with your journaling, that could be just a very specific part of your journaling. Um, that you could do just a daily affirmation like that is so very powerful. Mm. So very powerful. Well, Erica, thank you so, so much. Um, I just, I I love you girl. And I love hearing your story and I love hearing um, the ways that you gather your courage and, and are so very uh, surrendered to God and, you know, I know you're not perfect, but you are a great example for me and for others. And I just really appreciate that. Thanks. I love you too. And I, I, I'm just really encouraged just hearing your, your encouragement. It really has been a blessing to me too. So thank you. Good. Good. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast and tell them. So I know some of your, with being in school, uh, the, the podcast that you started is a little bit more spotty than it used to be, but you have some great episodes that people can listen to. Um, whether you go back to doing that podcast again, or whether that's something that was just a small little blib in your story, um, where can they find that? What's the title? All those things. Oh, it's so sweet. Um, yes, it's very patchy, but hopefully the content's (laughs) still good. It's called mountains and mustard seeds. And you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Pretty much anywhere you would listen to a a podcast, you can find it. So, yeah, I try. I'm trying to do um, my current seminar series I'm calling Live from Seminary and trying to share kind of tidbits that I've been learning recently. But um, like I I said before, I I have four papers due in the next 10 days and the biggest event of our church's year. So. So sometime soon, there will be a new episode coming out, but they're just, you're much more consistent and faithful. (laughs) Listen, there's so much grace for that. It is not, it is not for the faint of heart to be in ministry and school and, you know, try to do all the things. So yeah. 
<laughs> so much grace yeah. for that. Well, thank you again, Erica, for being on the show, sharing your story, um, and for just sharing your heart with us. And maybe, maybe you can be on the show again. Maybe in like two years, we'll see what crazy adventures has God taken Erica on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you for having me, Carrie. This was really fun. Well, good. All right, bye, Erica. Thanks so much, Gary. Isn't she just a treat? <laughs> Thank you again, Erica, for being on the podcast and for sharing with us some of your incredible journey of gathering your courage to follow God's lead in your life. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear from me until next week, find me on Instagram and Facebook at Gathered Courage Podcast. You can also check out my website, www.carriejsmith.com. And don't forget, there at the bottom of the website, you can subscribe to my monthly email. I promise I'm super intentional about what I send to you, and it will be worth it. I hope. I think. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. It, you really, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, friends. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.